From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, President Yoon Sang-yeol lays out his plans for the year 2024, pledging to continue structural reforms of labor, pension and education to revitalize the Korean economy facing a population decline. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un reaffirms his nuclear ambitions at a major year-end party meeting, saying that strengthening the country's nuclear arsenal is the top policy priority for 2024. The South Korean economy is forecast to grow by an average of 2% in 2024, according to local think tanks. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Daniel Chang. In a nationally televised New Year's address on Monday, President Yoon Suk-yeol said that his government will continue pushing for structural reforms in labor, pension and education. Calling the year 2024 a turning point for South Korea, Yoon said that his reform drive is needed to save the nation struggling with a record low fertility rate. Especially with the low birth rate continuing to reduce the nation's growth potential, we must boost the productivity of the nation overall by structural reforms in order to revitalize public livelihoods and ensure sustainable economic growth. We must not waver in pursuing the three structural reforms in labor, pension and education. While reiterating that South Korea is building peace through strength, President Yoon also vowed to complete Seoul and Washington's joint operational capabilities for extended deterrence against North Korean nuclear threats by the first half of this year. We are going to speed up the completion of the South Korean three-pronged defense system, and by the first half of this year, we will complete the South Korea-U.S. extended deterrence measures to fundamentally block North Korean nuclear missile threats. President Yoon Sang-yeol and leaders of ruling opposition parties began the new year with a visit to the Seoul National Cemetery. The South Korean leader visited the cemetery on Monday along with some 40 officials and his aides, including Prime Minister Han Dok-su, laying flowers and burning incense. Ruling People Power Party interim leader Han Dong-hun also visited the cemetery and paid respects at the memorial tower and the grave sites of former presidents Yi Seung-man, Park Jong-hee, Kim Yong-sam, and Kim Dae-jung. Main opposition Democratic Party Chair Lee Jae-myung paid respects at the memorial tower and the gravesite of former President Kim Dae-jung, along with floor leader Hong Yik-pyo and other key party officials. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un reaffirmed his nuclear ambitions at a major year-end party meeting, saying that strengthening the country's nuclear arsenal is the top policy priority for 2024. According to the regime's official Korean Central News Agency on Sunday, Kim made the remarks the previous day during a plenary session of the Central Committee of the Workers' Party. The KCNA said that Kim analyzed and assessed the nature of military confrontation maneuvers by hostile forces and the precarious security environment on the Korean Peninsula, which is on the brink of nuclear war, and declared an important policy decision to further accelerate the radical development of national defense capabilities. Kim reportedly said that the United States has been posing various types of military threats to North Korea, driving the peninsula into a more 
unpredictable and dangerous situation. South Korea begins its two-year term as a non-permanent member of the United Nations Security Council on Monday. It is the third time South Korea is serving on the council as one of ten elected members after 1996 and 2013. UNSC non-permanent members are guaranteed the same status as permanent members, except for veto power, and have the right to convene meetings when they serve as chair. The government plans to utilize this authority to raise global awareness of North Korean provocations and human rights violations and lead the council to respond to cybersecurity and other issues. Seoul's foreign ministry noted the growing role of non-permanent members amid conflicts among the permanent members, saying that it is becoming important for non-permanent members to persuade their permanent counterparts and find a breakthrough. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. The Korean economy is forecast to grow by an average of 2% in 2024. According to the financial industry, the average outlook for the South Korean economy by 20 local and international think tanks and securities firms was 2%. The state-run Korea Development Institute and the Korea Institute for Industrial Economics and Trade projected the economy to grow 2.2% and 2% respectively for 2024, similar to a recent outlook of 2.1% by the Bank of Korea. The KDI said that domestic consumption is expected to slow down, but exports are likely to see a modest recovery. The International Monetary Fund, the Asia Development Bank, and the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development presented an average outlook of 2.2%. The head of the Bank of Korea has stressed the need to thoroughly prepare for possible financial instability as the government continues to tighten its fiscal policy. In remarks on the new year on Monday, Governor Lee Chang-yong said there are signs of loss from commercial real estate loans in major developed countries, with some risks detected in real estate project financing in South Korea as well. Citing those risks, the BOK chief advised caution in order to prevent credit risks from expanding from a weak sector of the economy. The governor said that in order to strengthen the liquidity safety net in the financial system in case of emergency, the BOK decided to allow financial institutions to use their bonds to borrow money from the central bank, adding the BOK will swiftly produce a detailed plan to implement the move. The nation logged a trade deficit for the second consecutive year due to sluggish chip exports amid weak global demand. According to data by the Ministry of Trade, Industry and Energy on Monday, the country's outbound shipments marked 632.7 billion U.S. dollars in 2023, down 7.4 percent from a year earlier. Annual imports also declined 12.1 percent on year to 642.7 billion dollars, resulting in a trade deficit of 10 billion dollars. For the month of December, exports increased 5.1 percent on year to 57.6 billion dollars, expanding for the third consecutive month to hit a 17-month high. South Korea's car exports to the United States surpassed 1 million units for the first time in eight years. According to the Korea Automobile Manufacturers Association on Sunday, 1,172,612 Korean vehicles were shipped to the United States during the first 11 months of 2023. 
This marks the largest figure since South Korea advanced into the U.S. market with Hyundai's Excel in 1986. The overall figure for the entire year is likely to rise further if the data for December is included. Exports of South Korean automobiles exceeded the 1 million mark for the first time since 2015, when it was 1,066,164. Shipments peaked that year and declined to about 964,000 in 2016. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Daniel Che. You can also catch our news from our website at world.kbs.co.kr. KBS World Radio.